BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy last year by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid Max Powertrain Engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Well, 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 we are back. The NBA, full steam. The MVP debate is heating up as teams continue to jostle for playoff position. Basketball is back in New York City. The Knicks are officially the hottest team in the league. We have a new team atop the Eastern Conference. I'm not going to tell you which one it is. It's a, it's a cliffhanger. It's a tease, as we call that. Um, there's some movement throughout the Western Conference. Jabari kept it nice and vague. Uh, we're not going to say if it's the Lakers necessarily, but we'll get into it all plenty more with NBA TV and TNT sideline reporter Jared Greenberg on today's podcast. I'm Jack O'Brien. And I'm Jabari in from Miles. And this is Miles, Miles and, and Jack, Jack got, got mad boosties. Uh, Jared Greenberg, NBA analyst, sideline reporter. Uh, host of Crunch Time, the NBA's version of Red Zone, which you can get on the NBA app. Uh, they need to put that on that NBA TV as well, if they haven't already, because that gets me excited. I've been begging for an NBA version of the Red Zone. You can also catch him on tonight's TNT, Golden State Warriors, Memphis Grizzlies broadcast. It's Jared Greenberg. Jared, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, fellas. Excited to talk with you. Yeah, so... Are you still a Nets fan? Are you have you had the fandom professionally drilled out of you? <laughs> yeah, I think so. You're at yeah, that point. I think we 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 all root for uh good games but no overtime. That that's the rule. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Right? I'm right studio. down to the buzzer and as long as it doesn't keep us up any later or at work any later, uh, but no. I mean, I grew up a New Jersey Nets fan uh, as I was telling you guys before we came on back when they were you know, I was like fighting off fans because the only other people in the building with me were people coming to watch MJ or Patrick Ewing and the Knicks or Shaq and the Magic. Right. They used to just eat at me so much. But now, you know, being covering the NBA for as long as I have, um, man, it's kind of desensitized me a little bit. Yeah. Do you used to, I, I remember going, catching the, the bus out of, that that big bus station, which I've it's been so long since I Port Authority. Been, Port Authority, yeah, yeah. Uh, to to go out to the Meadowlands right. uh, back in the day, and man, that was that was a trek, it was yeah. a, a grim they, ride. They, they, sometimes they did not they did not make it easy to go watch games. Uh, no. at the Meadowlands, they're like, you want to watch the Nets? What do you want to <laughs> do that for? <laughs> well, we are back to those days, perhaps, mm-hmm. because the Knicks are hot nine and zero since the trade deadline as of this recording. Uh, Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle have been excellent and 
Deadline Edition Josh Hart looks just like the perfect New York Nick right now. It's exciting. I was saying before, I'm just happy. Like, I am still a Sixers fan, but I have that internal, I, ju- I just want to see good games. I want to see what's most, what makes the league most fun to watch. And having the Knicks be one of the best teams playing right now is exciting. No, I agree. I mean, it's, you know, I think the, the Knicks fans kind of uh, got fooled and teased uh, a little bit a couple of years ago when they made the playoffs and they got uh, punted out of the first round by the Hawks um, and, tr- and what Trey Young did to them. But they, they seem like a more complete team this year. And uh, Julius Randle, it, it just feels more legitimate than it did a couple of years ago. Um, you know, I was I was all in on Julius a couple of years ago and then felt like really let down last year when he had as bad of a year as he did. And I, I actually talked to him a couple of weeks ago about it. Remember, I mean, he was like fighting with the fans. He was fighting with opponents. Mm-hmm. He was fighting with the referees. It was real conta- uh, contentious. And and he flat out told me that like he knew where his game was. He had to get his head right. And mm. he took the opportunity to do that. And he took some really cool steps to do that this past summer. And and now I think Jalen Brunson has brought out the best of him. I think, you know, a lot of people, me included, didn't believe that Jalen Brunson, as good as we've seen him be in Dallas, we didn't know that he was capable of being like a franchise difference maker, or could he yeah. be the best player on a team that was really good? Um, and I think we, and I'm I'm as guilty as anybody, we didn't recognize the intangible factor of like how much of a leader he is and how how polarizing he could be in a locker room. And listen, I don't want to take anything away from Julius Randle's hard work, but I think if we're going to point to how Julius Randle went from where he was last year to where he is this year, a lot of credit has to go to Jalen Brunson. Yeah, I had the narrative in my head that, okay, the Knicks from two years ago were a flash in the pan type, or, you know, they were the aberration and like they're they're going back to being borderline playing team. And then this past run, it's starting to feel like, oh, maybe last season's kind of off year was the aberration and like this is this is who Julius Randle is this is who the Knicks can be especially now that they've added Brunson because I think a lot of people were looking for them to make the the home run swing move in the offseason to get them into contention and they seemed very confident that Jalen Brunson was the was the guy to get them to a place where they're now in the conversation they're now at a place where you're in Miami and all of a sudden let's go Nets or let's go Knicks cheers are, are ringing out. That was exciting. That, that was cool to see. Yeah. I, di- I didn't know. I didn't know the Knicks fans traveled like that. <laughs> well, now, yeah, no, they they do absolutely. Um, but I, I also want to pump the brakes a little bit too. Like, I don't want to pour water on this whole thing, but listen, it's a great story. It's really cool. I give Jalen Brunson a whole lot of props. I think what Julius Randall's been able to do, whether it's above the shoulders or below the shoulders, whatever, um, and give Tom Thibodeau a lot of credit because he gets a lot of crap. So give him a lot of credit. But I I also think Nick fans have an issue of like. Um, compartmentalizing things, right? Like this, <laughs> this is good now. This is good, but like I also wouldn't be surprised if the Knicks lost in the first round of the playoffs. Um, sure. Like I, I, I don't. I, I think we have to be careful about where where we have these conversations because, like, anytime we talk about a team in New York, it's like all or nothing, and we have to recognize that, like, it's really good. They're taking a huge step in the right direction. They're building something, but they are miles away from where the, the top echelon teams are in the Eastern Conference. Now, to that point, is it a matter of simply, and Jack and I were discussing this before the, you know, before the show, you know, we haven't seen Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson do it together. Like, is it a, is it a we don't believe you, you need more people situation? Or is it, you know, situational, you know, you just don't like how they, how they would match up against some of the other teams? Sorry, I'm just deleting the four paragraphs I had about how the Knicks are the new championship favorite. Uh, give me one second. But you, you can go ahead and answer Jabari's question. Um, no, I, I think number one, and, and I think this is fair, like Julius Randle, for all of his success this year, and heck, the guy may make another All-NBA team like, like he did a couple of years ago, but he's got to prove that what he, what he does is winning basketball in the playoffs. 
And clearly what we saw was it's awfully predictable in the playoffs the last time we saw him there. Right. A team like the Hawks were able to um, take him to school and embarrass them, literally embarrass them. So for me, it's, it's number one, can Julius become less predictable once the playoffs roll around? And two, who else is there? Like, what, what's amazing about the Knicks' success this year, if you would have told me that the Knicks were going to be where they are now at the beginning of the season, I would have told you that, that R.J. Barrett is in the most improved player conversation, that R.J. Barrett is this, this, and that, and he's not. And they're yeah. getting performances from guys like Quentin Grimes on the defensive end, Emmanuel quickly, you know, occasionally going off like he did the other night, uh, Mitchell Robinson defensively, what he's able to do. But, but where is that other offense coming from in a playoff series where teams have 48 hours between games to get ready for you? And, and we saw the last time that, that the Knicks, and listen, they're, they're a different team now, so I don't want to say, but I'm just not ready to put them in a place that's beyond where they are right now because we don't know, come playoff time, how Julius Randle, R.J. Barrett, and any of these other supporting cast players are, are going to react. I think yeah. that's fair. If we're being honest, Knicks fans are much like Lakers fans, and I, I'll raise my hand. It's all or nothing, man. It's either we're yep. going to win a title, or or it's the worst thing in the world, or right. you know the sky is falling. So I get. Yep. It. Yeah, I mean the thing that makes them dangerous to me, like I'm having just like based on cognitive biases, I'm having a hard time taking them and the Kings seriously uh, yep. it, for the postseason. And with the Kings, I I can look at the fact that they don't really defend that well, right? Like they uh, not, aren't a not great well. defensive. They're, yeah, they're, they're a bad defensive team. <laughs> right. And um, that usually doesn't play very well in the, in the playoffs. The Knicks defend. Like, I mean, that's, that is the one thing you're always going to get with the Thibodeau team. And that does make them a little scarier to me. I don't want to see them in a, like my, my brain doesn't want to see them in a, in a playoff series, but my like gut is still stuck in like, yeah, but they're still the Knicks. Like, Sixers will take them out, but the the Julius Randle uh, game winner against Miami was one of the worst looking game winners I've ever like. Not not the shot itself, but just the play. Well, the shot too wasn't. It wasn't. Yeah, it's not the the basket fading to the right, fading to the right, having just lost it twice in a row. It, It was just one of those shots that never goes in, and then and then it went in. Brunson tied up, finds Randall, throws it low. Randall gets it back. Eight seconds to go. Randall on the drive, stripped by Butler. Randall gets it back. Randall puts up a three. Bang! Bang! Randall knocks down the three with seven tenths of a second remaining. All right. And then quickly, Emmanuel quickly put up 38 8 7, double overtime win over the Celtics. Very streak reminds me a little bit of Maxi, uh, and they were you know played together in Kentucky, hid out in Kentucky, uh, hmm. and, and then you know got drafted too late. But has there been a player with a better name game match than Emmanuel <laughs> Quickly? Well, De'Aaron Fox is pretty good too, right? Yeah, like, good. yeah, clever, yeah. fast, yeah. yeah, just knows for the yeah. And that, that's a good one. I didn't really. I'm I'm surprised by myself. I hadn't really thought about that. That's yeah. a good one, Jack. Yeah, rarely they rarely match up so well. And finally, we just got this tweet from Tommy Beer on uh, the last week for the Knicks. And this is a good question. So the tweet, Monday, Tatum rage quits and blowout win over Celtics. Wednesday, Brunson with 30 points in first half and brutal beatdown of Brooklyn. Friday, the double bang game winner by Randall to beat Miami. Sunday, IQ scores 48 in double OT thriller in Boston. By the way, you don't have to give him a new nickname. His last name is Quickly, and he's quick, so we can just stick with that. You don't need to call him IQ. <laughs> yeah. uh, that's that's a good nickname. That's a good nickname too. If his name wasn't Quickly, uh, and then the end of the tweet: best week for Knicks since question marks. It's got to be like 2013. Yeah, I was gonna say that <laughs> right? that mellow year, the mellow year, and even then, like I don't know if they had a run like that. This is a part of being an NBA fan. Like as a Sixers fan, we haven't had a lot of fun in the in the postseason over the past decade or two decades or so. But like when your team is on a run in the regular season, like playing meaningful games and, and putting putting up big wins like that and everybody's getting excited, that is about as fun as any experience as an NBA fan, I feel like. Cause you you don't have the in the playoffs, there's almost always, unless your team actually wins it, there's always 
the reality of fate closing in to uh, make make those memories sour. But with with something like that, like the Sixers had that time uh, during Ben Simmons's rookie year where like Embiid went down with an injury. No and, way. Like, and Ben, <laughs> come on, man, when? broke his face. Are you sure? It? No. And then Simmons took over, and it, he was a rookie, and like the sky was still the limit. It was like, oh my! And they won like you know. 16 in a row or something heading into the playoffs that was about as as much fun as i've had as a as an nba fan <laughs> so i don't know all right let's talk about mikhail bridges which since he's been traded to the nets uh he's already had more 30 point games in eight games with the nets than he did in 365 games with the suns was it three three with the nets and one with the suns something i think like that's that. right yeah and we just we sometimes see players on a new team. I mean, I'm not going to say he's he's James Harden, but it was like when Harden was suddenly with Houston, the focal point of the offense and you saw like, "Oh, wow, this is this is way better than what we were like kind of banking for for him for for this team." What do we think Mikael Bridges ceiling is? Well, I think on a team that is not expected to win a championship, I think he could be a leading scorer and turn into a guy that you know we should have already put in the conversation for one of the top two-way players in the league. We we know how a lockdown he could be defensively. Although it'll be interesting to see because, you know, the, the Nets defense has been atrocious since since these guys came over and the crazy part about it is I was with the Nets the day of the trade deadline when they, you know, got rid of Kyrie and and and, and I'm sorry, when they got rid of Durant and I was talking to a bunch of people and the one hope was like especially with Jock Vaughn being the head coach, this team really fit Jock Vaughn because you had so many defensive-minded players. Like, you were, you're starting right. five, and this didn't even include Ben Simmons because, you, you know, you didn't know where he fit in. But if, if you include Ben Simmons, like, guys like Mikhail Bridges, Dorian Finney-Smith, Nick Claxton, even Spencer Dinwiddie to a, to a certain extent, these guys have a focus of defense. Ben Simmons, obviously, right? Right. So, they should, if nothing else, just be a really good defensive team, and they are not either. And I think it speaks to the point of just how elite the offense is in the NBA right now. Maybe that's more than anything else. But the way I would think the Nets are envisioning it is that one day Mikael Bridges is like their second offensive option, but still their best defensive player. Yeah. I don't know. And, you know, we saw this with Kawhi for a little bit, um, a little bit in San Antonio before he got hurt, a little bit in Toronto but they kind of backed off because of how they'd want to put too much stress on them. Can you be a team's number one offensive option asked to score, you know, somewhere between 24 and 28 points a game and also be a lockdown defender on every possession? Like think about it. I mean, even the great defenders like Kawhi and Giannis, the guys who are great offensive players and are all equally as good defensively don't often for, for 40 minutes get asked to take on that responsibility, at least in the regular season. Yeah. Is there an ideal type of player or even specific player to pair him with moving forward? Is it a, is it a defensive big, like you said, if, if he can you know kind of slide into the second slot from a scoring perspective, you know, is, is it a scoring point guard? What is the most ideal? Is it a guy who runs the show like Ben Simmons, you know, who can just like <laughs> rip off 20 games in a row? Dude, I, I don't know. It's obviously Ben Simmons is hurt right now. Um, and I, you know, I don't want to take any shots at him with him being hurt, but like, it's weird what's going on with him and the Nets. Like, there's a lot of stuff behind the scenes that I don't think we know about because, like, the day the trade was made and Ben Simmons should have been the starting point guard, they had him coming off the benches to back up five again. And it's just, right. it, it, it's weird. And, you know, I worked with Stan Van Gundy that game. He made the point, like, if there's ever a time when the pressure's gone, there's no Kyrie, yeah. there's no KD, you know, yes, this organization still wants to make the playoffs. They have no reason, no motivation, no draft capital to miss the playoffs. But let's just go and throw all of our chips to the center of the table and see what we got. Like, now's the time where we can play up-tempo basketball, like you were talking about that year in Philadelphia, where Brett Brown just said, let's run. Let's run every possession. Let's take advantage of our speed and our athleticism. And the Nets are like, ah, no, uh, Ben Simmons is still going to be our backup five. Yeah. So that, that, to me, was a little concerning. But, um, yeah, I would think with Bridges, like, you know, every good team, I think, needs a really good facilitator and, and a guy that, that is a great playmaker and a great decision maker. Yeah. In terms of people who 
have shown us something this season and who we feel like we might be seeing some things from in the next couple years. So now Mikhail Bridges is on my radar as like this, this dude could be making a leap in the next couple years. Halliburton, obviously, um, a- anyone else that you've seen something from this year that you feel like you're, you're buying stock in, in wow. this person to be a superstar. Like uh, Jabari, I think you were saying Ant. Yeah, I feel. I mean, obviously, Ant's been fantastic this year. Uh, once he, you know, once he was able to settle in and get it going, but I, it, it feels like there's still at least another level as he continues to develop. But I'm just wondering, like, you know, the bust out guys that you know that could be coming over the next few years. Yeah, I think I think Anthony Edwards is, is a great one. Um, the one I'm leaning towards is kind of like this Sacramento duo. Like uh-huh. we've known that Sabonis is good, but we're like, yeah, he can't be that good. Sure. But he's the reason why they're in third place in the West, right? Like, and, and De'Aaron Fox has had a pretty darn impressive year as well. Yeah. You know, another one that's going to be interesting to see in the playoffs here, if he can stay healthy, is we always said if Michael Porter Jr. stays on the court, he yeah. can be a great player. And, and when he's been on the court this year, he's had a really good year. I mean, heck, Aaron Gordon's had his most efficient year in the NBA. Um, trying to think who else. I'm, 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 I'm going to have somebody in my mind here and then. After the show, I'm gonna be like, ah, oh, should have said that guy. Yeah, that's um, right. We'll we'll, we'll put we'll it, have we'll put it out to the timeline. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> hit us up. Uh, all right, let's take a quick break. We'll come back. We'll talk about some of the best performances. We finally got to see the uh, the Suns in their fullness, and it was pretty. It's pretty intriguing. Uh, so we'll talk about that when we come back. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first-ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362-horsepower hybrid max powertrain, on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both play dates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life, live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here. And DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn five bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're back. And I'm just going to say this was one of the most fun weeks of basketball. Like this past Sunday's run of, of games was, was a blast. There was a, a game where the Philadelphia 76ers played the Milwaukee Bucks. 
and uh, prevailed and snapped the 16-game winning streak, I think. Came from behind. I enjoyed it. It was a, you know, a Grayson Allen game, which the fans are always kind of <laughs> clambering for anytime you can see that guy go off. But, I mean, seriously put up 20 in the third quarter. Brooke Lopez, Giannis looked great. Embiid had 31, I think. James Harden had 38. It's what is starting to like give me, make me feel like not, not necessarily that the Sixers are getting out of the second round. Cause I, I feel like that's they where they, to? they're not allowed actually. It's in <laughs> yeah. the, it's in the bylaws of the, I thought of I the read franchise. That. Page, yeah. page 178. <laughs> yeah. They're not, they're not permitted to get out of the second round, but they are for the first time since I've been a Sixers fan, winning games at the end that they don't have any right to win. Like it used to be a thing where they would give the game away at the end and you'd go into any fourth quarter where you were only up by 10 points being like, Oh, this isn't, this isn't going to be good. And now they're closing really strong. They have some really good clutch stats. So that, that was fun to see. And then they had just a, a barn burner against the Pacers where they won 147, 143 in regulation and beat at 42, Harden dished out 20 assists, Halliburton 40 and 16 in the loss. But it's the 11th time Embiid has scored 40 or more this season. Like just taking everything out of the MVP conversation, which I think is getting a little overheated. Uh, I'm just enjoying another pretty phenomenal Embiid season right now. Jared, let me ask you this. I've been trying to convince Jack. Now, Jack is a cautiously optimistic fan, and I and I respect and appreciate that because you know, cautiously deep down, pessimistic, I would say. Yeah. Okay, you know what? I didn't want to put that on you, but yes. But I've been trying to convince him that this year they look different, and I you know whether it's uh, his his Sixers, and by by different meaning like I don't have to squint as hard to convince myself that they could make it beyond the second round. Well, let me right. ask you a question then: for people listening in their car or at work or wherever in the gym pumping some iron, why does Jack have sunglasses on that that have like? rosy colored like like why does he need to wear those sunglasses on this podcast yeah. hey man this is just he, he, a look it's a vibe that i'm he's putting protecting out. his piece joel and is playing like an mvp regardless of where you put him in there right if james harden is playing at this level and then you have tyrese maxi playing at this level and then they get tobias harris back could you see a path where they could make it you know make a deep run finally yeah i mean listen but before we even talk about the sixers i mean there are holes in the two clear-cut favorites in, in the conference, right? Like, Milwaukee's had their issues this year, uh, although they don't feel like they have very many of them right now. Um, yeah. And Boston clearly is going through something major right now. But I, I would say this, like, my, my biggest thing with the Sixers, and, and this is kind of almost like my conversation that I had with you about the Knicks, but just the same but very different. Like, James Harden missed Tuesday night's game, right, with, with yeah. an injury. And... Jack, you you know better than me as as a lifelong diehard Sixer fan here. Like every time things are important, there's a Joel Embiid injury. Yeah. There's a reason why he's out. He's fractured his face in two different playoff runs. Yeah. Like I don't know how that happened. And, and I'm not criticizing him. I'm not saying anything. But a big he's just part got a what, breakable face. Right. His face is just <laughs> his face Super has breakable. that Mister Glass quality. That um, uh, yeah. But you know. The Sixers, and this is a, a dumb statement, the Sixers need Embiid, right? They need Harden, and they need Harden to be at his best. And when it comes to the playoffs, Embiid, more times than not, has missed a game in a playoff series throughout his career. James yeah. Harden has not shown up in playoff series regularly throughout his career. Mm. Uh, so, like, those things, you know, just make me wonder. Now, I'll, I'll say this. You know, sneaky, some sneaky moves that Daryl Morey made, like this Jalen McDaniels move. Wow. Slid him mm -hmm. into this starting lineup on Monday night. That was impressive. Yeah. I, I would say I'm giving the Sixers a sliver of hope because right now, today as we speak, I have some doubt in the Boston Celtics, who I thought would be the clear-cut favorite in this conference. And while I'm feeling really good about the Bucs, like, they're not, they're not the 2016 Warriors. Yeah. Um, and even the 2016 Warriors clearly found a way to lose. So uh, anybody's beatable. The the issue, though, is if if the Celtics find their way, if Jason Tatum finds his shooting stroke, first of all, he's got to get back on the court, hurt his knee the other night, and he can find a consistent shooting. Like, this has been really weird with Tatum, and I, I think this has gone undercovered, is Jason Tatum's shooting slumps that he goes in and out of this year. It's just really bad. But as we stand today, like, 
the Sixers will have to face one of those two teams in the second round of the playoffs. Yeah, that's the thing is like, I, I'm frustrated that they don't get to the Eastern Conference Finals. That means you're one of the final two teams in the East. Like that's, and the East right. is really that's good this year. year. That, that hasn't yeah. been the case last year. That hasn't years. always been. The, yeah, that's true. But like that, <laughs> it's a tough year to be like, got to get it out of the second round. So I get like Eastern Conference Finals are bust because, you know, Cleveland is tough, even though I think, I think the Sixers just match up pretty well against better than most teams against the Bucks, but I think they just if they if they face the Celtics in a seven game series, it's it's over for them. That's yeah, they just they can't beat the Celtics. Period. All right, it, it is that time, Jabari, Anthony, <laughs> MF Davis, uh, second of his name, leads the Lakers to victory over a Warriors team with Steph back in the mix. The Lakers are six and three since the trade deadline. Uh, LeBron's only played in three of those games. Been without D'Lo since February 23rd, but they're finding a way to claw back. I still am very intrigued by this team. What say you? Yeah, I mean, the the, the trade deadline made a lot of sense for them. And and for as much as we've crapped on Rob Polinko over the years, a.k.a. LeBron, the de facto GM, um, <laughs> they did an amazing job this year. Listen, I, I don't think, I, I think some of the players name, like we do like this thing during the trade deadline or in the off season when a team gets a guy and we're like name recognition, all of a sudden we're polarizing. Like we know this guy, do we know him for good or bad or indifferent? Oh, he's good. Right. The, the thing about this Laker team is these aren't like all-stars that came to the Lakers. Although D'Angelo Russell one time was an all-star, but they got guys that make sense around LeBron and Anthony Davis. And if this injury to LeBron had happened without those trade deadline moves, the Lakers ship is sunk, right? Dead. Uh, and, and the other part of it too, is like, there, there, there's a reason like why there's all these teams fighting. Like nobody's very good. Like Dallas is not very good. The Clippers. Yeah, they could be good. Like the Clippers could win a championship or miss the playoffs. Who knows? <laughs> right. uh, Utah, Utah, not very good. Portland, not very good. Perelkins, not very good. The Thunder, not very good. Right? Like there's a reason why all these teams are in this conversation for again, And let's remember, for as much as LeBron moaned about the play-in a couple of years ago, if not for the play-in... Saving grace. Right. (laughs) The the Lakers are out of this whole thing, and, and, you know, so, listen, the the Lakers have a very favorable schedule coming down the stretch. Uh, I think until until they face Phoenix on March 22nd, if I have that right, they don't face another team that is, uh, well, I guess the Knicks on, on... yeah, that March that 12th. became a tough game all of a sudden, yeah, right? All of a sudden, yeah. that's a tough game. But they they, they really they, they don't have teams, particularly on the road. They they don't have to face teams that are in contention here until the end of March. So yeah. there, there's a path for the Lakers absolutely to get where they want to go. They they just need Anthony Davis, or as you called him, another name. Um, he needs to absolutely be a beast. He needs to be a guy that is so good over the final 18 or so games of the season that people are saying, well, why wasn't he in the MVP conversation? It's a, it's a right. bad conversation to have. It's, right. it's, a, it's an ignorant conversation, but there needs to be so much recency bias in the play of Anthony Davis over the last three weeks of this season that, that we are saying, wow, this guy's too good to keep off the MVP belt. Yeah. As they, have, they, they have to catch Utah is one of the teams in front of them. Uh, Portland, and those are all teams with very difficult uh, schedules coming down the coming down the stretch. So I think they have a shot. Yeah, and as your resident Anthony Davis fan, I will acknowledge, I agree. But we go game to game over here. <laughs> we oh, don't yeah. even. Th- we're not even thinking about it in terms of like the last three weeks. I, I'm. I can't even go weeks at a time, game to game. Just be that guy. One hundred percent agree. Well, yeah. I mean, let's just face it here, like. I was told, I don't know if you guys heard this report I did on TNT last week, I was told by the coaching staff that not only was it expected, but it was anticipated that Anthony Davis would play last Tuesday at Memphis and then Wednesday in Oklahoma City. The coaching staff fully expected and anticipated that he would be able to play, and he would play. Well, all of a sudden, game day comes, second night of a back-to-back, he's not playing. Lakers have back-to-back coming up at New Orleans, at Houston. Now listen, at Houston should be a winnable game without Anthony Davis, but you're not. You, there's a reason why you're battling for the tenth spot in the West because you're not that right. good. You you need your best player to play. Yeah. Right. Then they've got uh, another back to back at Utah at the Clippers. He's got to play. 
Yeah. Right? Like, you got two more back-to-backs. You can't afford to lose any of these. If Anthony Davis is not playing these games, then you know why you're going to miss the play-in. Right. I do my best not to be, you know, the sky is falling guy, but I will say that over the next, you know, over that three-week period that you just mentioned, if I'm the Lakers organization, and, and this is obviously not based on any reporting, this is just my opinion, but if I'm the Lakers organization, and this is, you know, talking about a guy that one of my favorite players in the league, I have to look at him and say, well, can you do it or can you not? Can we? Can you be trusted? Can you be leaned upon? Can you be expected to give us 20 solid games, you know, down the stretch of a must-win you know, scenario? And if you can't, then I have to, you know, we have to at least consider what, you know, what this roster looks like moving forward. Yep. And then finally, just the, the Mavs Suns game was a blast. Uh, Luca Kyrie, KD Booker, just a just fun back and forth game. KD Dagger, uh, Luca missed the bunny, and then, you know, the double text. I enjoyed it thoroughly. Wayne Wright with eight to shoot. Back to KD with six. Durant driving on Hardaway. Pull up jumper. Durant got it. And Phoenix has a two point lead. I've never pulled for the Suns in like a just a stray game that I'm why I catch a stray game. It's just always been I don't I don't really care. I'm usually like find myself like at a gut level pulling for whoever they're playing against. And now I'm I'm on the Suns bandwagon because I'm you know, KD, LeBron, those are my guys. They're like generationally, like some, some of my favorite players that I've ever watched. And I, I didn't know if it, if I was going to be able to pull myself onto the bandwagon. I did it though. I'm aboard. I'm excited. Uh, you feel good you about yourself? Think? I feel great. <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel awesome. Uh, what do you guys think though? Did you learn anything? Uh, yeah. I mean, has the chance to be freaking awesome in Phoenix. Um, yeah. I'm not just saying this, like, I'm not saying this, like, on behalf of the NBA, because they don't pay my checks, but, like, there's got to be some integrity into the 82 games of a season, and I just find it very hard to believe even the best of the best players can pull it together over 15 games and just go win a championship after that. It just, to me, there's something... It's not a video game. Right. (laughs) Has it ever happened? Has has a midseason trade ever resulted in a championship? Detroit. Right yeah. with, with Wallace, but with, I mean that. She, but he also wasn't their, their first, second, or third offensive option. Right. It's like we already have a very solid team, and all of a sudden you throw right. a sheet. Right. You know. Yeah. You yeah. throw a hungry sheet in the mix. Well, NBA action. It's fantastic. Uh, <laughs> let's take a quick break. We'll be back for the fastest segment in podcasting. Jared, I hope you're ready. I hope you did it like some neck stretches because. Yep. These questions are going to be pinging past your head just uh, at, a, at a rapid rate. We'll be right back. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You need a vehicle that can meet your family's needs, and Toyota has you covered. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander never makes you choose between passengers and cargo. You can fit both with ease. With three spacious rows and available seating for up to eight, and legroom that makes even long trips comfortable. With Grand Highlander's available 362 horsepower hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims, you can be confident you have the power, acceleration, and efficiency needed for almost any adventure your family can cook up. And you'll get where you're going in style with a modern, spacious cabin that's perfect for both play dates and date nights. Impressive tech upgrades take the new Grand Highlander to the next level, including available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display, so you always arrive on time. Don't just live life. Live life grander in the first-ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash grandhighlander. The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code DKHOOPS. 
New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code DKHOOPS. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction, void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're back. And cue the... Do we have theme music for this segment? We do. Start the clock. Start, start the music. The Let's clock. go. Kick, kick on the rapid fire theme uh, brought to you by John Williams. Um, we did spend the entire annual budget of the show on uh, John Williams making a rapid fire. It's not a good match, I gotta say. I don't know why we went with the guy who made the Star Wars theme for something that's supposed to be like up-tempo and uh, focused, but that's what we did. Jared, this is where we're gonna be asking you questions. Uh, we don't want you to even think about it. It's just your the fastest first gut reaction. Okay. Uh, Jabari just made a sound to that was supposed to be lasers, I guess. Um, <laughs> it was a it was a Star Wars laser. It was lasers ish, lasersy. And Jabari is going to kick it off for us. Jabari, take it away. All right, let's just go. Let, cut the nonsense, Jared. <laughs> cut the nonsense, Jared. First of all, <laughs> cut the nonsense. All right, Jared, come on, on, hold get on. Serious give, me, give me a second. Give me a second. Get serious here. All right, <laughs> I'm ready. Your nonsense. I'm ready. Yeah, I'm ready. Jared, you can go back in time and be on the broadcast of any single NBA game throughout history. Which game are you choosing? Game 7, 2016, NBA Finals. Okay. Game the seven, block, 20. you got it all. Yep. The block, the shot, comeback. I love it. Mm. And there, there, it was a rock fight there for a little while, so you yep. got to fill that, you know? It's, well, what a game. Yep. Best NBA city based solely on the food. New York. Oh. Okay. I, I always figure people are going to say New Orleans here, but yeah, I guess it's a something. matter of, it, you know. Okay, okay, I got you. All right, Jared, it's time for it. Let me get your boldest play-in or postseason prediction. My boldest postseason prediction? Yeah. Yes. The Golden State Warriors will make the Western Conference Final. Oh. Wow. Okay. The exact opposite of last week's yeah. uh, boldest <laughs> postseason prediction. Who Somebody said they won't even get out of the play-in. Aaron Edwards, um, he, said, he said they're going to get knocked out, you know, first game of the play-in. Okay. What do you think is going to come together for them? Well, I mean, what, what really needs to come together? I mean, they're... they're like, listen, I, I know they, they have... I, okay, played. here's a different question. What yeah. has fallen apart for them that has put them in this position that, <laughs> yeah. where, where, where I'm surprised by you saying they'd be in the Western Conference Finals? I, I just think, like, what, what, what stuns me about the Warriors, what's different about them from last year winning a championship to this year, is, is these names. Gary Payton II, Otto Porter, Nemanja Belica, mm. and a little bit more of Andre Iguodala. Yeah. Like... To me, once the playoffs roll around, I get that those three guys actually played pivotal roles for the Warriors. But Jonathan Kaminga, if you watched him the last couple of weeks, balling. Yeah. Clay Thompson is actually putting together a, a, a two better months than he's ever had in his career, like ever, ever. Forever, ever? Uh, and Steph Curry's just getting back. Yeah. I feel like, you know, a, a lot of what I think we're going to see in these West playoffs is a lot of teams trying to find their identity once it counts the most and the warriors know who they are yeah right like denver denver for as much as they've been in the postseason the last few years like not with this group playing at this level with this expectation memphis no and who the heck knows if memphis is going to have their best player in the playoffs uh sacramento has never been here phoenix as constituted has never been here is chris paul going to be healthy what are they going to get from their supporting cast? Minnesota's never been here. Dallas never been here. We don't like their supporting cast. The Clippers, is Kawhi going to take a game off in the playoffs because he doesn't feel like playing? Like, there's there's a lot of questions about a lot of teams, and I get that the Warriors have left a lot of doubt in people's minds, but when it comes down to it, I am taking the five-man unit of Steph, Clay, Wiggins, once he gets back, and he will be back soon, Draymond with Looney, and Jordan Poole coming off the bench, Dante DiVincenzo coming off the bench. I'm taking that seven-man group against any seven-man group in the West. Wow. 
That's a really good point. And, you know, we're usually being jokey in this segment, but that's a great point and one that I probably should have considered, you know, prior to now. Uh, you know, shout out to former guest Ben Golliver. He, you know, he made mm. the point that uh, no he NBA. He nature, Ben. He loves he nature. Does. He, he does. <laughs> uh, numbers, too. But no, um, he pointed out that there hasn't been a repeat conference finalist over the last four seasons. And that would mean that obviously Golden State would be the, you know, the first to do so. So, yeah. I can um, Sorry to slow down the segment. I just got passionate there. No, no, no that's perfect. Passion yeah. spills over sometimes. It yeah. Happens. For whatever reason, this past week, the Nuggets have started to make sense to me as the team coming out of the West. Oh, I'm still there. Don't get me wrong. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm with you there. But like, have you ever felt less good about saying that about a conference champion? I have. Like they, for, for some reason, like I was, I was out, like, I was at that place where I was like, well, it can't be the Nuggets, right? Like, it's not, like they, as good as they look in the regular season, like we've seen them in the playoffs and like it hasn't worked out. And like just something about like, there's been some articles about their metrics, like in the clutch being some of the best in the league. And just, they've just started to feel like this powerhouse. And they're also seven games out in front. Like they're, it's not even close. I mean, right. I guess that was the case Class with of the, West. the Suns at, uh, at some points last season, but. Is the clock still ticking? Yeah, yeah. Start the re, make sure the speed Reset. up the clock, Brian. Um, all right. If you could trade one player currently in the NBA for the number one pick next year, so Wembenyama, would you, and who would it be? Jesus. So I would have to be the team getting Wembenyama. You have the number one pick, let's say. Right, right. And you can trade for a single player in the NBA right now. Ready for this? Yeah. This is called a timely take. John Morant. Wow. I love <laughs> All it. All right. <laughs> but the fact that it's even a question is crazy. Just a, from a women right. perspective, like no, nobody really like, I mean, yeah, there's probably somebody, but you have to like think about it pretty hard. Well, cause it's not just a mystery box. We've seen, you know, and we can, we can, we can see with our eyes, like, man, that, that could be incredible. Not just special, not just great, incredible. And I'm not guaranteeing. I'm saying it could be. He's shooting low 30s from three. I'm just saying. I'm putting it out there. <laughs> Maybe he should go second. I think he should. I think he should slide to the Sixers. All the right, draft. Scoot, you're up. <laughs> All right, my turn. Let's keep it going. If you could bet on any fan base to make the in arena challenge shots, you know, the layup, free throw, three pointer, half court, which fan base would you bet on? Well, I'm not taking Boston or Philly <laughs> because they've been uh, getting ready for the game too much before the mm -hmm. game. Game. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm not taking Atlanta or Miami because they may not be in the stands by halftime. Wow. Um, <laughs> wow. Uh, shots. <laughs> I'm going to go Indiana. There it is. Like that. That's the one. Right. It's got to be Indiana. They're so good that they only give out $50 in in gift cards to somebody who, does, who completes yeah. the whole challenge. Yeah. Yeah. You get like rolls you, of quarters. You yeah. get a get a $50 target shopping card. Uh, yeah. Um, all right. I have this persistent nightmare. Like it's basically a reverse like Mike where I suddenly switch bodies with an NBA player in the middle of the game and I have my skills. Is there a player you would switch with? What would you do if you suddenly you are in Jokic's body in a big game? What do you do? Do you fake an injury? Do you try and let it rock? Like how, what, what are you doing? I'd probably be like, I, I would take Zion and just try and like, you know, I've been, I don't even know if I could touch the bottom of the net, let alone dunk. Yeah. So <laughs> like, like just to play bully just ball, springing around. Oh, out yeah. There. Yeah, yeah. 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 I just hope that game, whatever game it is, he's dressed and active. So I'm like not sitting in the, on the bench and three clothes, you know, <laughs> you just pick that on any time. game. Right. Yeah. yeah. All right. Last question of the week. This is the most important one, by the way, Jack or Jabari. Oh, it, it's no question. It's Jabari. Oh, because anybody anybody who slides into my DMs, I'm all for. There we go. Yeah, you gotta Josh, be attentive. You, you've Jack. never slid into my my DM. I know. Gotta it's, be attentive. I can't. I can't keep up with the seductive DM sliding powers of Jabari. It's by the way. I've always my, said my, that. But just for full disclosure and transparency, my wife is can't hear you guys, but hears me talking about somebody sliding into my DMs, and she has questions right now. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Mrs. Greenberg, it was me. <laughs> Professional, I promise. Yeah. What about that picture? 
Such <laughs> yeah, he did. Jabari does send a picture when he first reaches out to people. He does send a picture. Uh, it was a good picture. It's in Vegas yeah. by the pool. You know, I figure it gets people in the mood. It's festive. Yeah. There are roses involved. Uh, Jared Greenberg, such a pleasure having yeah, you on the show. Where can people find you, see you, all that good stuff? I'll be on uh, TNT Thursday night in Memphis for a big Warriors Grizzlies game. Nice. Um, then uh, all throughout the next couple of weeks, TNT is going to take some time off here for March Madness, and uh, I'll be on the NBA TV side of things doing uh, Crunch Time, which Jack is going to become your new favorite show on the NBA Amazing. app, where Amazing. we take you to the biggest moments of the night as they happen live. The NBA's only whip around show, and I'll be doing some uh, some NBA game time appearances as well on NBA TV. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us. That's going to do it for us this week. Quick shout outs to some listeners. We asked for your MVP opinions and here were the results. 53% said Jokic or uh, Jokey. 36% said Giannis and seven. Sorry. What is it? 7%? Did you? It's not a typo. No, it's not a typo. Man, I just, I gotta say if Embiid and Jokic would just play one another in an important nationally televised <laughs> game then we would actually be able to see or if Embiid went up against Giannis with 16 game winning streak on the line you know um anyways great picks <laughs> listeners uh our boosties listeners of the week at Brock Denton said Jokic is great but it's insane to me that he's going to win three straight Embiid or Josh should have won last year and it's surprising to me that the voters aren't getting tired of giving it to him. LeBron should have been MVP every year from 07 to 15, but voters got tired of him. Um, yeah, the MVP conversation is the conversation about a narrative being told by NBA writers. So at this point, whatever. But make sure you give us a follow on Twitter at MadBoosties. That's M-A-D-B-O-O-S-T-I-E-S. Um, and that's going to do it for us this week. Back next week with more NBA action, uh, more of these spicy, piping hot takes. Uh, We'll talk to you all then. Have a great week, everyone. Bye. Bye. Introducing the first ever Grand Highlander, a midsize SUV with the ideal combination of space, performance, style, and advanced tech. The roomy Grand Highlander boasts three spacious rows with available seating for up to eight. It's available 362 horsepower, hybrid max powertrain on limited and platinum trims. Hybrid max powertrain engine delivers the power, acceleration, and efficiency so your family can take on any adventure. There's even available safety features like an available panoramic view mirror and an available 12.3-inch multi-information display so you always arrive on time. Live life grander in the first ever Toyota Grand Highlander. Learn more at toyota.com slash Grand Highlander. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. Find great brands like Monogram at your local showroom or visit us online at ferguson.com build.